In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City. This is the broadcast radio partnership that we have at One Heart DC with WAVA Radio, where we together understand this truth and this mission that we say every week. It's the gospel that makes a way in our life, no matter where we are in that life. My name is Brian Bales, and when I'm not leading Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia on a Sunday or one of those moments, I have the privilege of being right here with you on the radio or podcast, wherever you've grasped it, and talking about the most important thing, Jesus and the gospel. Now, one of the things that Scripture mentions over and over again is the importance of unity, not just so everyone can say, let's just all get along, which, by the way, is not a bad thing. But there's something greater behind unity that Jesus mentions to over and over again, especially as God's family and the church. When we can live in unity, we have an opportunity to communicate the truth about the gospel to a world that doesn't know the truth about Jesus. Because unity, in fact, is something that's rare. On the other hand, disunity seems to be something that's pretty normal. And in the church, it can be a great obstacle. John chapter 17, the message sort of paraphrase says it this way in verse 21. The goal is for all of them, believers, to become one heart and mind, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so that they may be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. Notice that? Jesus tied people coming to his faith, or coming to faith, rather, with followers' unity And one of the ways this happens is that we learn how to live in the way he's called us to live. And then we reflect the same kind of oneness that Jesus had with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Jesus deeply understood the importance of unity and the implicit nature of the fact that unity is not easy, it's hard. Romans chapter 15, verse 5 and 6, ask for endurance and encouragement around this idea. And when we think about something that's hard, we live in a culture that many times people want to shy away from the hard things. But our guest today doesn't shy away from that. His faith has been bringing glory to God by uniting the body through worship and prayer, but also through community impact and fellowship. So today we're going to tell a story and give you an opportunity how to get involved with a diverse group of Christ followers that are coming together right here in the Washington metro area and beyond. And again, how you can see personally and get involved in the gospel making way. And to do that, we have Ryan Chu right here in the studio with us. So Ryan, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. You're a Christian artist, worship pastor at New Life Alexandria. Uh, Apparently, if you were in studio, you'd know he's a big fan of Bass Pro Shops. He's rocking the hat today. (laughs) Uh, He was born in Silver Spring from a very young age. I love this when I read some bios. Uh, Now, I'm sure you're not super young, but comparatively to me, you look really young, right? No, but you're very mature in that way. I don't mean to be talking down anyway just like when it's from a very young age I'm like man he just he already looks young so but you you've been heavily involved in music and heavily involved yeah. specifically in music in the church mm-hmm. 
And that's given you opportunities, right, to share the stage with yeah. some very, very well-known worship groups and artists, mm-hmm. Circuit Riders, Black Voice Movement, Maverick City Music, one of my favorites, uh, Upper Room, like people care about my favorites. But <laughs> Kiara shared Kirk Franklin, Israel Houghton. I see Israel Houghton in my head right now singing a song. I'm trying not to get distracted. There's so many. Uh, you were even involved when the project, the Blessing DMV, came out through One Heart yes. DC, right? Oh, it was so great. Yeah. So, But along with this sort of gifting and skill and career that you have in music, you're also leading a movement called Unity Nights, yes. which is a growing worship gathering for bringing together local churches uh, and local people to live out John 17 in many ways. And yeah. it's been gaining attention across other states, and you'll soon be bringing churches together in other regions, even outside the Washington metro area. And in yes, fact, sir. you're going to have one coming up soon. We encourage people, not right now, wait for a little bit, but remember this website, www.unitynights.org. Yes. And as soon as you're done today, go there, find out the information about where it's coming up, when it's coming up, and put it on your calendar because it's important and it's going to be different. So, Let's just hop in, I guess, you know, Ryan, with you, and would you share a little bit of details about how you began to discover the gift that God has given you, and then choosing to, as a, as a young artist who's growing into his gifts and talents, to then take those gifts and talents and apply them in your calling now as a worship pastor and then leading worship in other areas? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so from when I was like in middle school, I always had an interest in just entertaining people. Mm-hmm. And I, I promise you, this is not that's not where it's going. Oh no, but, I'm fine. It's, you know, I got a middle schooler. He's interested in entertaining people too. Uh, actually, in the yearbook, I put I wanted to be an entertainer. Mm. Um, and I didn't grow up in church. I grew up, I guess, outside of church. Yeah. Um, I went to a multicultural Baptist school called Clinton Christian School, now called Rock Creek Baptist. And then when I was in middle school, I joined um, the choir at my church, Free Temple Amy Church. Um, and I was just I was interested in music. I didn't have any goal to want to do music in the church. I actually thought it was the most corniest thing ever. <laughs> it was just something that I thought my mom just wanted me to do to get me out of trouble. Sure. And so when I joined the choir, um, I, in a weird and subtle way, I felt like the Lord was like really just pushing me just through others to really just get out there and like really like discover my gifts um, in ways that I didn't expect. And it got to a point where at home, like I would just be practicing, just preparing for Sundays and stuff like that. And I think I was about 16 and I decided, you know, I want to try to like create something. And so Mm -hmm. I had my, my motif. Um, It was, it was probably about like maybe a year old at that time. And I was just sequencing, sequencing this recording. Um, I was sequencing just... I do appreciate you explaining <laughs> that because I can use a board, kind of, but I don't know all those stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was uh, recording just like I was putting piano, drums, strings, all the things except for vocals together just to create something that just sounded like a song. And I called my mom in to, um, to have her listen to it. And she was like, wow, like she was actually really blown away. I was like, oh, really? Is that good? Yeah. And so that was like kind of the, the, the defining moment for me. Like, mm-hmm. wow, God is really doing something to me. Maybe I should start taking this a little bit more seriously. And, and at that point yeah. I did. Yeah. And it got to a point where they started asking me to lead worship and lead the band. And mm-hmm. a lot of that at the age of 16, 17 was very scary. Um, because I was actually mentally, because of school and just adolescence, and right. I was in a very dark place in my life. Um, yeah, and for the people that decided to trust me to lead, I, I honor them. I'm grateful for them because 
if I was an adult at that time, I probably wouldn't have trusted me to leave. Well, one of my friends often says that God often likes crazy. And by that, they just mean this, that the way that God goes about bringing out what he wants to doesn't always look like the way we would do it. Right. Exactly. And we're, we're definitely yeah. grateful about that for sure. Now, there's this verse, John chapter four, verse 23, that talks about worshiping in spirit and truth. And, and Jesus use those words when he was talking about the woman of the well. And, and that has some impact, I understand, on mm-hmm. some of the philosophies in your worship music and how you yeah. go about doing the things you do. Talk mm-hmm. about that, if you would. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, it really took a little bit of deconstruction after I graduated high school for me um, of my faith to really um, know the importance of worship. I always heard praise and worship as these two different things. Like, mm. praise was like... Oh, the upbeat and the happy and the celebration and the worship was like this deep and br- boring, yeah, boring, boring yeah. and slow. Uh-huh. And so it took it. It really took um, at me actually um, leaving the church and like becoming myself as an, a young adult um, and figuring myself out as a worship leader, as a Christian, as a young man um, to notice that like worship is is what we do daily. It's not. Just, it's not through music. Music is just an expression of worship. Um, and so over time, like, I, I just realized that my obedience to the Lord and, like, laying down, like, my thoughts and my desires and my wants, that is worship. And that's how that has um, become, like, my philosophy in mm-hmm. my music yeah. and how I lead worship and how I pastor others through worship. Um, it's just it's just through obedience and really just diving into the word of the Lord and just saying, okay, God, like, what is it that you want from me? If it's in this season, if it's in this moment, um, how am I supposed to respond? Like, even like as a leader, like I'm always seeking, like, what is the biblical way to respond to certain types of conflict? Yeah. Because like, we can always be like, I mean, you can always want to lash out yeah, on somebody. There's, like, yeah. there's so many things. Yeah, I just want to thank you for that. I mean, I hope people listen to the rest of the show, but they can stop right here, and that's a good enough message by <laughs> understanding that worship music is an expression of your life. It isn't the singular area of worship yeah. that God has given us skills and talents yeah. in some ways, and we're to be living sacrifices, it says in Romans yes. chapter 12. Now, uniquely, though, God has given you some musicianship and some talent and leadership, and and you've not kind of yeah. let that sort of sit on the back burner. Yeah. You've said yes when God's asked you to step in, and God continues to yeah. grow you in opportunity Absolutely. and in many of those ways. Yeah. And one of the ways that, you know, eventually you felt like God was pushing you and, and that sort of stuff was to get involved with some of your other artists that you knew yeah. and sort of developing these worship and prayer nights that have now been com- called Unity Nights. Mm-hmm. And again, www.unitynights.org. Mm-hmm. They got another one coming up soon. Go to the website, yes. hear about it, experience this. So for those people who may be wondering about this, give a peek into that story, how you saw God working and saying, I don't need to just do this by myself. I need to get together with other people to not only give praise and worship, yeah. but have people see worship occurring through this idea of unity. Yeah. For the sake of time, I'll, I'll keep it short. But Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, God gave me this vision after coming from uh, college. I went to Berkeley College of Music literally for like two semesters. <laughs> it was so expensive. Um, but I, I, God gave me this vision um, of just like really just bringing people together just, just to worship. Yes. And at that time, I really didn't have any strong language or even like clear vision for it. But I knew there were certain people around me that, um, I could bring into that. And so I just literally asked him, Hey, like, let's just come together and 
Like, let's just sing together. I don't even care what that looks like. And so what that, what that became was we were a group for a while, and we were creating music. We were just singing around the DMV. And then it got to a point after maybe, like, three or four years where it was just like, okay, God, like, we've been doing this thing, but, like, we're not really seeing any, like, tr- like great fruit from it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're seeing fruit from it, but not, like, on, on a scale that we thought we would expect. Sure. And so I was like, okay, God, like, what is it that you want us to do? Because, like, these things that we're singing at, um, they're great, but they're not necessarily worship nights. Worship is not mainly this, the focus is more performance which there is there is a space for that. Sure. And I love those spaces. Um, but I felt like God was really calling me and others to uh, specifically lead people into the space of worship. And so um, – me and my wife decided um, to like, hey, like, how about we just do a worship night um, like that we're putting on ourselves? Yeah. And um, it was scary at first. Um, there was a little bit of hesitation, but we just decided to just all come together to do it. And it was amazing. Like the first night that we had, like 70 people showed up with like two days of promotion. Um, and, and that's just through like Instagram, like just like posting like just all day for two days. And that's really how Unity Unity Night started. Um, Yeah. So, no. So, again, the pandemic affected lots of things in life Mm -hmm. and things had to change. But I'm not really, I guess, interested in how it used to be. Mm -hmm. Now we're, you know, in a different part of of the phase in the world. And and God continues to shape your heart. And it it says, all right, let's go out and let's let's connect in these ways. When we think about 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Mm -hmm. it talks about that, that we're all one body with many parts, right? Mm-hmm. If we work together, talk to me about what you think was going to happen, what God promised is going to happen to fulfill the purpose of the church on earth better together. Yes, absolutely. Great question. Um, I believe one of the first things, and we've seen this firsthand, is that one, unbelievers will be um, impacted by us coming together because you think about the Eastern church and the Western church and how the Eastern church is so much different than the church of America. Mm-hmm. And then the church of America, there's so many different denominations. You got Baptist, Pentecostal, Methodist, fundamental, all the things. You can fill the rest <laughs> of this show with all the different differences right. of the churches. Yeah, right. Exactly. But I, I think because people who might not be Christians, but may be interested, they may see that and be like, okay, so they don't even have it all together. Like, they're so divided. Why would mm. I want to be a part of something like that? Yeah, we say it here, Christian Fellowship Church, a lot is that when the outside world that doesn't know Jesus looks at the churches, they don't see us wear separate jerseys. Yeah, they're, they're like, no, no, you guys, guys are all the team. And sometimes inside of the church, we're like, no, 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 this team wears a different jersey. We didn't. That that's not actually how Jesus looks at it right. either. And so there, there's something about that. So that's the passion. That's how you see it. So it brought this idea together mm-hmm. of of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Even though there's differences, Mm -hmm. we have more in common through Jesus than we have in differences, right? right? Whether it's denominational differences, Mm -hmm. we've got ethnic differences, Mm -hmm. we've got socioeconomic Mm -hmm. differences, we have generational differences. I I just realized that I used to think I'm young, and (laughs) apparently the young people anymore don't think that. I don't know how that could ever happen. And and just the way that we think, there are times that I say stuff and my 16-year-old daughter just kind of looks at me. (laughs) <laughs> and she realizes she's still going to want to borrow $20 later. So she's kind about how she says yeah, it. Right. But yeah. she's like, ah, dad, let's kind of think of it this way. I mean, we've got those differences, you know, we have racial differences, yeah. we have all of these sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, that doesn't mean that we still can't live out this call for unity, right. but also makes it back to what we talked about before. Not easy. It is more not hard. Easy. So 
All right, I go to the website, www.unionites.org. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, here's the one coming up. I'm going to go to it. And again, one's coming up soon. Go there, hear about it again. Yeah. You'll hear me say it several times. But now I'm going to show up. Yeah. Talk to me about what I should expect. Yeah. So we have it structured, like, very well. And and honestly, I just want to say, like, East Unity Unite, we want to um, – our main goal is to approach it with – great authenticity mm. uh, we don't want it to be a copy and paste of like oh this worked the last time let's just do that this time i love that you say that because we as people believers included mm-hmm. are super super tempted to take jesus specifically and turn him into a program jesus showed up yeah and the holy spirit showed up and usually happened the way he did it this way so let's do it this way every yeah. time that's god's a god of variety yes. god's a god of diversity right yes yes absolutely um so yeah it um it looks like first like when you come in it's there's people like just waiting just to just connect with you and just say, hey, how did you hear about Unity Nights? Or, um, hey, what's your name? Or like, how can I help you? Like we, we create we have a culture where it's very invitational. Um, and then just the worship night itself, like we have a moment um, which that we want to keep as a tradition is like we have a moment where everyone prays with each other, um, prays with each other and for each other. Literally going looking to your neighbor saying, how can I pray for you? And that's musicians included, the the, um, the hosts included, um, worship leaders, everybody in that room is praying for each other. It's it's a really beautiful thing to see. And then, of course, like with on the music side, uh, one of the things that I think makes Unity Night so unique is there's just um, just a space of freedom. Um, and I'm I'm not gonna jump ahead, but. Um, you can jump anywhere you want. It's yeah, your show, like man. I'm of, here to help you. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that um, really impacts people when they come is like just how much freedom is in a room. Like it's not a program. There's not like oh let me guess this is gonna come. Oh let me guess announcements. Oh let me guess this is gonna be a video thing. Like it's literally just so much freedom for people to just worship. You can be on your knees. You can like lay out on the ground. You can sit in a corner. You can. It doesn't matter. You can. Whirl around, jump around, scream! How it like it? It is a it's a place for all people to, just to be free, um, and it doesn't look like one way. Like you mm-hmm. can literally come in and be like, you know what? I'm more of a contemplative type of worshiper. You can feel comfortable being that in this space, um, and you can also feel comfortable being the radical, loud as you can, very expressive worshiper as well. Yeah. So that's really what it looks like. I appreciate that. You know, you you talk about this idea is invitational. I think it'd be really easy to walk into something that we don't know what to expect, or maybe we've got, you know, through listening to the radio or catching some podcasts, a little bit of expectation, but still walking new. And instead of having an invitation to feel expectation. Yeah. And what I really hear you say is that it's invitational to the people that show up. Yes. It's expectational that God's going to do something amazing in that way. And that it is God doing that work. It's not us as people. It's just us coming alongside and doing our part. Yeah. Does this reflect how you do it now? Like any difference in how maybe you used to do it over time? Sometimes in my life, I look back and I think, yeah. You know, when I was at a particular time or a particular stage, I'm like, yeah, that worked yeah. or that may have even been right. But now we're in a different place and yeah. we need to do it differently. Yeah. I would say when we had our first two unity nights, it um, it actually wasn't diverse as far as um, as far as race. And, mm-hmm. and I even say maybe culture a little bit. Um, and there there was freedom, but it was still we were still trying to figure it out. So it was still like a very like strict on program and sure. stuff like that. And so um, actually COVID allowed us to have 
a lot of time away and just allowed us just to do life in the communities that we were leading, that, that we were serving, to gain more language. And even God reminded us of the language that we had um, from, like, just us growing up, like me having my multicultural Baptist background and then going to the AME Church, which are two completely different things. Yeah, if you don't have any <laughs> knowledge of those differences, he's very correct. They're yeah. very different in that way. Yeah. yeah, so, like, God, like, just gave— God gave those um, those tools and those resources for us so that now that we can really make it um, a free space and culturally diverse, um, diverse and um, racially diverse and all yeah. those things. It's a wonderful story that you're telling from this fact that God is a God of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can take anything and use anything, even a pandemic. And bring good things out of it, you know, a time to refocus and reconnect so that on the other side, you know, lessons learned and how how we a larger impact for the community. Now, clearly it's growing and becoming a movement that includes, you know, the body and worship and prayer all throughout DMV. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we think about impact in the community beyond these moments or worship and prayer, what do those activities look like as we collaborate with each other? Maybe other churches, organizations, Christian young adults, you know, one of our sponsors of the show, One Heart DC. Yeah, so a lot of those things are actually still um, in the works. They, sure. We haven't been hitting the ground running with that. Worship and, and prayer is really the main things that we're doing right now. But in the future, we actually plan on doing a podcast. Um, it's called Faith Over Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so be on the lookout for that. All right. And then another thing is— Apple, um, Spotify, where we get your podcast. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is really just like conversations. We are a grassroots movement, so like— conversations like this with individuals like pastors, worship leaders, or people that just want to be involved. Um, Like we just want to lean more into those areas. And then another thing too is um, we plan on having prayer rooms in the future. Um, And I guess that's more on the worship and prayer side, but that's a little bit different than what Unity Nice is. Sure, It's just a space where people can just come in and literally just sit and just experience the Lord and not have, not, if they felt any pressure of uh, uh, being at a worship night, not even feel that type of pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. much it. No, that's good. So, you know, one of the things you like to ask in the show, maybe in the next minute or so, like we love to hear stories, like, because there's one thing to hear about something and think, yeah. Oh, maybe God will show up and mm-hmm. do something, but God has shown up specifically yeah. and changed his life. Would you maybe share a story of a, yeah. a, a person or a group? Yeah. I mean, honestly, for everybody across the board, and I don't, and I, I don't say this lightly, like myself included, everyone, that comes to unity night, that's planning a unity night. Like they just see like God is moving. Like the last unity night that we had, like there were so many missing pieces that we felt like that we needed. And God literally showed up times 1000. And it's just like, okay, God, like you, this is the thing where you really just want us to steward it and just show up and be present. And you're just going to put the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, we need to be practical. We need to, um, be obedient. We need to make a Holy Spirit led decisions. But at the end of the day, like God, God is like literally just placing the piece together. Um, and I would say one of the main tangible impacts of that is just the freedom that's in the room. Honestly, Mm. I'll just like keep saying that, like the freedom that people experience It's a freedom like no other. It's not, it's a freedom that you don't experience on Sunday morning. And I I dare even say like a freedom that you might not even get to experience at other, other worship nights. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah. That's a good word. Now, certainly, we've said this several times, we'll continue to do that. You can come to the next Unity Night that's yes. out there. And, and the best way to find out more information is www.unitynights.org. And I noticed that it's plural, not Unity Night, Unity Nights. Yes. That's why we keep pushing you back to the website because there's not only just one coming up right now, yes. there will be more. We want you to continue to get in that rhythm of going back. And so certainly that's a good first step. But say uh, one of our listeners are hearing this live on WAVA or they're hearing it later on a podcast or they're handing this podcast to someone. Hey, I know this artist. I know whatever it may be. How, what's the best way for an artist or worshiper to get involved? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll get my email up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, so you can email me at Ryan. X-H-C-H-E-W mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Or yeah. if you're like an Instagram person, you can literally look up Ryan X2 yeah. and I'll come up and yeah. just DM me. Yeah, and it, you can do that and you find out more about him. If you want to maybe just find out some of the things he's been involved in the impact, maybe you want to go and watch the Blessing DMV worship yes. video that you were part of. You can find that out by going to the YouTube channel at OneHeartDC1871. Yes. So, Ryan, it's just been a pleasure to have you here, and thank you for your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to do the hard things. Yeah. Uh, because doing hard things when God asks us to do it is always worth it. Yes. It is always worth it. So, again, uh, you know, take your fingers over to your phone or your computer, whatever it may be, and go to UnityNights.org, find out more about an upcoming event, and then go. But if you can't go, pray. Yes. Because God will make a movement through his people as we live out what he's asked in unity. So uh, I'm excited. Thank you for your time today. And and thank you listeners. As always, I say at the end of the show, if you'd like to talk to WAVA and get some information to us that way, you can send an email to comment at WAVA.com. Or if you'd like to call me personally here at Christian Fellowship Church and have a conversation, I'd love to talk to you. Yeah. 703-729-3900. So as you go today... Wherever you are, remember as always, it's the gospel, it makes the way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes the way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.